graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Your podcast will fail. 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 Fuck you for thinking that this world needs another podcast, and that people you know should listen to it. It's a bad idea, and a waste of time. Is that what you call an hour and a half of unedited bad audio from your living room? It's a bad idea, and your podcast will fail. Who cares? It's just for fun. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for anyone, Graham. What would you say is the value of it? Why does it have to be a podcast? Because at the end, I'll have created something. Created what, though? No one wants to listen to that. I think someone might. Oh, the hubris. (laughs) You think your personality is so sparkling that people want to listen to thousands of hours of you meandering off topic. Of your guests describing your apartment before the show even starts. Of your roommate coming home and being like, I'm sorry. Of you calling in a friend from New York who's super funny, even though you don't have the technology to make that work. Admit it. Admit what? Admit that deep down, you know this is a complete waste of time. I already bought the gear. Return it. And then spend the money on literally anything else. No, no, it's fun! It's fun! It's fun. I don't know why you're saying this. You're supposed to be my friend. I am your friend. I'm the only friend you have left. And this is what friends do. They call each other out on their shit, and this is the worst kind of shit there is. Your podcast will fast, will fast, will fast. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show, and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers, One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit TwoStrangersOnePodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And Disney's gonna save America. What the fuck? Well, as of as we're recording this, well, there's two. I mean, literally, as we're recording this, there's the net neutrality thing, which hopefully people have done something about. Like. Our listeners and stuff like that. I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to do something about it, but I haven't because I've just been lazy. Oh, net neutrality. Net neutrality. Because that that's that's seriously gonna fuck us if we get if if they take rid of if they get rid of net neutrality, we're See, gonna be totally fucked. The problem fucked. is the problem is is that it's like they're anti-Trump. Let's no, they're not anti-Trump. They are Trump. No, but I'm saying no, but I'm saying is they uh, us. They're like, oh, that podcast is anti-Trump, and they'll be like, they'll crank down our. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm really surprised that some of these people don't get shot in the face, like after they do this kind of stuff, because like we're in an era where like everybody's like going out and trying to shoot people and stuff, and it feels I feel like like these people just like I don't know what's going on. Like I I feel like there should be somebody like. Shooting like these directors or something, and nothing's happening. Shooting who? Do, who's getting shot for what? For just being stupid. For not having net neutrality. For trying to get not rid of having net, net neutrality. Fucking up taxes. Well, they haven't fucked up taxes just yet, but it's. Uh, I don't know. 
Well, okay, so... I'm not going to personally do it. Let me just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Don't, we're not putting any dangerous surprise. minds in the ideas of dangerous people. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, I dangerous ideas. I, well, the only, one that, the only one that I think people are scared of, and we don't have that here in Rochester, is Comcast. So, you know, we'll see. I don't, I don't see... I don't know what's going to happen with Spectrum. If Spectrum decides that they want to go, well, fuck all of you, we're going to increase your rates... Well, anybody's any any company like that's going to want net neutrality. They want they want against net neutrality because that means they can they can crank down our uh, like you know like no, so they could get lobbyists and the lobbyists can can pay them to fucking you know. Well, no, it's not that. Here's an anti-Trump is. site. You know, shut them down or. What it is is like okay, so what they would do is they would be like, okay, Netflix, you need to pay us a bunch of money, and we'll allow all this bandwidth to go through so people can watch your videos. And if Netflix goes, well, fuck you, then they lower, then they pretty much can lower their anything that goes to Netflix. So mm-hmm. if you're watching a video, instead of it being, like, crystal clear and wonderful, it'll be, eh, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? So that's, that's part of the problem here, because that's what I think, that's what their main issue is, is because if they have to do that, then Netflix is going to have to raise their prices in order to pay for that, and... You know, it's a whole shitstorm. Well, that's the whole thing is that they could hold these companies hostage. They're like, oh, right. you know, we're a lot. You know, we monitor our bandwidth, and you know, let's just use a number. You know, you know, eighty percent of our bandwidth goes towards Netflix. Well, Netflix, you're going to have to kind of pay up. And if Netflix doesn't pay up, then they're just going to go. You know, and then they're going to. But but I think there's also like there's going to be like political people <laughs> that are like, oh, here's websites that are anti-Trump. You know, let's you know. There's going to be, like, political people that, like, people that are pro-Trump. They're going to say, like, well, if they're going to be anti-Trump, you know, we'll pay off Spectrum or Comcast or whatever to, like, make it harder to, for people to get to their website. You know, we're going to make it, like, if you if you try to stream a video from their website, it's going to slow down. Or, you know, you'll search for it and it'll say 404 error found or some shit like that. So Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, I, I don't know. Exactly, and they'll throw money at Spectrum or Comcast or whatever. And and what is Spectrum or Comcast? You know, they're a business. They're gonna go. Okay, you're gonna pay me to squash the anti-Trump websites. Then you know, then I'll take it. I mean, you know, and who's why wouldn't they take that money? You know. But speaking of, as I started this podcast, and I and I wanted to say, uh, Disney. As we're recording this, Disney, they're finalizing the deal for with 20th Century Fox. Right. For fifty-two point four billion dollars, and it's weird because, like, Marvel was six billion, the Star Wars franchise was four billion, Twentieth Century Fox, all these fucking intellectual properties. Well, fifty-four, fifty-two point four. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, well, you, you got to think about it. You got Simpsons in there. You got all the Marvel properties that are in there that now come back. Um, you got, well, and the, they were saying Family Guy, but I'm, I'm not sure. I think 20th Century Fox owns it, but then it's like, do they really own it? Because that's kind of Seth MacFarlane. It's one of those things where I think it's just produced at Fox Studios, so that's why it's 20th Century Fox. Um, but yeah, I mean... But that being said, but uh, okay, so if I understand the deal correctly, Fox is going to keep its news station. It's going to keep Fox News. It's going to keep all the sports, Fox sports. Live Basically... Anything like the low budget, not low budget, that's not the right word, but like anything that anything that has a creative tinge to it, Disney's buying intellect there for the intellectual property, which I think well, and I'm hoping if I that Fox, I hope it's I hope it's not a maintainable model. 
I hope Fox and Fox News, who's been there supporting the fucking president and all that other bullshit, will, like, sort of, will collapse. Like, because nobody wants to hear that shit. So I'm hoping that, and I'm hoping that, like, with, with, because, like, the, the machine of Fox News is powered by people watching The Simpsons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hopefully, if Fox News stays just Fox News... That it'll wither on the fucking vine and die. Well, like, see, here, here's the problem. I, I think what ended up happening was, and this is why I think the whole deal actually came to be, was the fact that um, Fox News kind of fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. And basically, all these sponsors weren't just po- pulling from like uh, Fox News, but they were pulling from Fox stuff. Yeah. So... Now, you got to make all this money back. How the fuck are you supposed to do that now that everybody thinks that Fox News is a racist station and is for Trump and blah, 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 blah. So, basically, they're like, oh, well, we got to do something. And you know what? We got all this shit that we we have that's beneficial. Why don't we try to sell it? And I think that's what they did. I mean, it's... You know, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing at the same time. It's a good thing because, obviously, now we can redo Fantastic Four. Um, and I think I think with Marvel's touch, they can do something with it. And now, here's another thing. Now you can bring the Next. Avengers back around for another run and have Fantastic Four involved. Um, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, and like, the X-Men, for that matter. X-Men, uh, 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 Fantastic Four, and Deadpool... Now the whole thing is that this is we have we have plenty of time in my opinion between now and May so they have the final final cut of Infinity War like if we having if we're having you know Infinity Gems Infinity Jewels that will unlock new realities or whatever the case may be they can kind of they can kind of even if it's fucking 2 seconds of you know Doctor Richards well, the same like remember like in, in Winter Soldier they mentioned Doctor Strange yeah. You know, there's a uh, Doctor Stephen Strange, and they kind of just said it real quick, and 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 you know, and it was kind of like an Easter egg, and like people were like, oh, they're gonna do Doctor Strange movie. So as of this, right, as of right now, the FCC has repealed net neutrality rules allowing internet providers to speed up, slow down, or block block services service for apps and websites. So it is official. We're officially fucked. We're officially fucked as of this time. Ah. Uh, uh, but here, here's here's the thing, though, that I, and we'll get back to what we were talking about with Fox, real quick. I think where it really hurts is it hurts, um, Sling, PlayStation View, all these uh, uh, YouTube uh, TV. I think it's called YouTube TV. RedTube? No, not RedTube. Not RedTube. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a Freudian slip and a half. Oh, not the porn site. YouTube Red. Excuse no, me. No, it's not. Well. Yeah, but there's YouTube Red, and then there's YouTube TV, live TV, or something. I don't know. It's all fucking confusing, but those kinds of services now are in, like, jeopardy because you have to use internet to get those services. hmm I mean, I'm about to switch over to Sling, honestly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, it's As we're reading this, uh, fucking, you know... Yeah. Uh, you, you know, fucking... Here I am, I was so positive, I'm like, things are so good. Yeah. Like, right now, we're, right before we were watching this, you know, they're talking about Omarosa 
left the White House, and I guess she basically gave a nice veiled threat that she's going to reveal all this stuff that she's become, uh, that made her very uncomfortable. You know, uh, the Roy Moore's loss in Alabama, which we'll get to, I guess, later on, you know, showing that people are, you know, the, the black voters came out and fucking are, are, are standing up for their rights. I mean, Roy Moore was a piece of shit, but it's funny that the black voters came out because he was also a racist piece of shit, you know, other than being like a, a, a kid toucher piece of shit. Um, well, let, let's, we'll get into that in just a minute. Yeah, let's we'll let's finish it. off what we were talking about, and then we'll get into that real yeah. shit, I guess. So, I mean, back so, to back to Marvel. I mean, obviously, this that's sort of like my... That's where I, I, want, I want to live in that world where... That now that we have the now that they're working on Infinity War and Infinity Gems and Reality Gems and Soul Gems, we can have like a they can mention a Doctor Reed Richards or or you know or you well, know no, or, not, or, not even that not even that now like Deadpool or a Professor Xavier like I they wanna, can mention that in the movie. I kind of want to see. I really want to see, and I don't know how the fuck they're gonna do it when, when Deadpool's rated R, but I would really just want to see like him just like harassing spider-man even if it's just even if it's just the fucking like like uh one of those like scenes a one shot credits oh like a, like like a post-credit scene like all of a sudden like you see spider-man like like he's beating up somebody he's like you see deadpool just like show up and be like oh it's spider-man or whatever <laughs> yeah i mean you could do i mean you could have dead you could do pg-13 deadpool if he's a supporting character like, like Deadpool Tool is going to be oh, rated R. Oh, you know R. Ryan Reynolds is going to have some fun with that shit. He's going to be like, he's going to bot to swear, and he's just going to be like, oh, crap, this is way, rated, this is PG-13. Yeah, I mean, look what happened. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, he, he faces the camera and says, I can't, oh, fuck, you know, like he's about to say fuck, and he goes, oh, that's right, this is a PG-13 no, no, movie. No, no, it would be even more hilarious is every time that he's about to say it, like, he says, he says like, oh, fuck, but then they go, like, yeah. <laughs> or something. He's like, what is this? You're going to censor everything I'd say? <laughs> yeah. Like, every time he tries to curse, a horn honks, uh, you oh, know, Lord. you know, a bird flies in front of the screen. You know, some, he, he always, he always gets stopped from actually saying fuck or whatever, you know. And, and because you I could would, totally get away with that. And it would be funny and it breaks the fourth I wall. I think what they need to do, but see, here's the other thing that Marvel needs to do too. They need to decide, because there's been this, there's, we're talking about Fox, too, but one of the other things that's out there that still hasn't been decided on is, do we take the TV characters that we've created and Mm -hmm. bring them into the Marvel Universe that way, or do we just do what DC does, which fucks up everything anyways, and make them new characters? Yeah, I was a little disappointed that, uh, I was a little disappointed that in the Infinity War trailer, we didn't see anybody from, like, the Netflix shows. We didn't see Punisher or Daredevil or, uh... I don't think they're ready for that, honestly. I think they're trying to... Because some of those, while they are, they are watched. Some of them, like... I've heard Jessica Jones, a lot of people don't like that one. Yeah, but even Um, if you had them... I mean... I'm hoping, and I'm still hoping that maybe there's a cameo at the very least. You know, you don't have to have them in the movie. Uh, the video has ended. It'll be available. Oh boy, something happened to the fucking ah! All right, give me a second. Let me just see what the hell's going on here. See, this is what happens when there. This is what happens when net neutrality goes. <laughs> see, they've already started, people. <laughs> due, to, due to a poor wireless connection, your video has been paused. Consider moving the. It's right next to the. It's right next to the thing. I don't know broadcast. So, see, this is what happens when net neutrality kind of. Did you hit record again? Uh, no, it just says to retry, so I don't know what's going on. Worst case scenario, we'll just leave it to the podcast. But see, that's what happens, people, when that net neutrality doesn't take over. 
But then again, like, I'm streaming it, you're streaming a phone stream. I don't know. Jesus Christ, three seconds after net neutrality passes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of <laughs> They clamp down. So whatever. If the video doesn't go through, the video doesn't go through. Um, so yeah, the, uh, they can have, like, I mean, I would hope, like, in the movie, like, all this crazy shit, part of it takes place in New York, obviously, because we see Peter Parker in a school bus in New York, his, his arm hair goes up. Like, even if it just kind of just, looks at the street for a second and we see the defenders, you know, or, or, you know, it, it, they transfer over to a screen and we see, you know, Agent Coulson from S.H.I.E.L.D., even though to the Avengers, Agent Coulson has been dead all this time. Um, you know, just, just give us a hint of the TV shows. Doesn't have to be a big, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to, we're not going to see, you know, Frank Castle fighting Thanos, you know, <laughs> you know, we're not going to see the Punisher punching Thanos in the face, but give us a taste of it, you know, just give us a hint, like, or, you know, the defenders, you know, you know, Tony Stark, Tony Stark calls down to, Tony Stark calls down to the defenders and, you know, all right, we got, we'll, we'll take care of New York City, you know, you go take care of the cosmic shit or whatever. Galactus. The well, they could bring Galactus in now. Yeah, they need to. We could have they Galactus. Do, they need to do the real version. We could have a Galactus version. We could have a Galactus fight Thanos. I mean, that's you know, you can you can have that sort of a. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm very excited. You know, there's there's a once they get this in, you know, if they really wanted to, they can After do. They get this in. Yeah, I mean, they could do an, an Avengers versus X Men movie if they really, really Is wanted to. Is this one to. of those things though that has to be approved though? I thought this was one of those things that they have to approve the deal. But if they, if they, if they buy the intellectual property, they own it. You know, it's sort of, I mean, I don't know if it's the same deal like a Sony deal, cause. Well, I mean, it's, it's like this whole thing with, uh, AT&T trying to purchase Turner. Like, they, uh, you know, are they gonna, are they gonna try to stop that from happening? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. It's, it's gonna be interesting, honestly, to see if this is one of those deals that they have to, that the FCC has to approve. And if it is, well, I mean, here's the thing. Fox News is on its own separate thing. Plus, they, you know, Republicans love Fox, so they're probably like, oh, yeah, just, just let it go through. Fuck you, AT&T. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, like, you're, you're going to go to Disney World, and they're going to have, like, Simpsons Land. And you're going to go to Disney World, and they're going to have Marvel Land. <laughs> and Star... I mean, they already have kind of, like, a, a version of Star Wars Land, or they're already working on Star Wars Land. So, you know, they're going to... They, they bought all these, and that's, you know, that's also not including all the other things that Fox owns or you know all the intellectual property that that Disney can kind of put well, new now blood avatars in. underneath that banner as well now yeah you know so and and I kind of put this in a Facebook post now that they own 20th century fox can we get that music back at the beginning of Star Wars <laughs> because they didn't do it in Force Awakens it kind of just jumped right into Star Wars it didn't have the old Fox. Like every other Star Wars movie. Oh, has, you mean the Fox? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's probably not going to happen because no. now that they've distanced that movie from, you know, from the others. But, you know, it would be nice if they said, you know what? You know, and, and what a day for it to happen on the day The Last Jedi comes out, which I have tickets for to see tonight in 3D and in IMAX. Um, I ordered my 3D glasses. So yeah, we saw. I, I ordered. Yeah, people who follow me on Facebook, I ordered. There were like four different glasses. One of them, I don't know if it's supposed to be Phasma or um, Kylo Ren. I'm assuming it's Phasma because it doesn't really look like the Kylo Ren. And I had the, I bought the Kylo Ren and one. Phasma. Uh-huh. Gasma or Phasma? Phasma. Phas. Fapping. Fa- I don't even want to. No, I'm I don't not explain. This okay. Um. So we got Captain Phasma. <laughs> I believe it was Captain Phasma. R two D two. One that looks like it's a, it's sort of like a red one that I think it's going to be that planet that all the 
the rocks are being upturned and there's like red jewels under it or whatever. And then there's like a blue and white one, what I think is more of like a resistance spaceship kind of a deal. Might even be, uh, might even be, uh, what's his face? The, the guy, um, why am I drawing a blank? The, uh, the fighter pilot, the one that had the black X-wing. Um, Jesus, and I was watching The Force Awakens this morning. <laughs> Whatever the, the the wannabe Han Solo in the new trilogy, I think that might be his uh, a blue and white might be his ship or whatever. So uh, super excited to go see that tonight. Uh, wow! So it's like good news and bad news. Yeah, like, let's get let's get to the whole Alabama thing. Um, first of all, thank you, thank you, Darrell. Thank yeah, you. The Alabama came out, you know, and and it shows that that you know we can fight. I mean, obviously, this show has been very anti-Trump uh, since you know since the beginning. And, you know, it's like, like every day you're sort of like more and more bad shit was happening. You're like, oh no, not this. Oh no, not this. No. I, but I think Alabama, this is like, it's, it's a, you know, and Alabama, which is a state that's not necessarily known for progressive views, um, is sort of, they fucking put their foot down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is a small step in, in a, in a much larger revolution where, um. It also makes white people look bad. Yeah, like people are coming out, and it, but you know, and it's you know for the black voters to come out and say let's get rid of this piece of shit because Roy Moore, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, there was all these accusations coming out that he liked young girls and he came on to young girls and stuff like that, you know. And it's such a it's it's so weird that in this day and age there were people willing to put that in office. Like you know, once again, if there's smoke, there's fire. But then again, hey, look, the fucking president. How many, how many accusers have come out and spoke out against Donald Trump, yet he still won, you know, well, he won, you know, the Electoral College. But, you know, there's people who are willing to turn a blind eye, you know. They're like, oh, you know, I hate brown people, but pedophiles are okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know, they, you know, they, you know I can... You know, you can oh, when say, I was 30 years old, I was dating 14-year-old girls. Like, what? Wait, where did that come from? Wait yeah. a minute, what and are you talking about? It's like, you know, oh, but Muslims are the bad guys, you know, or Mexicans are the bad guys. But it reminds a, me, it does remind me of the general election because a lot of people were like, oh, well, Trump was the, was the, the, uh, and this is the excuse I hear all the fucking time. Oh, Trump was the, the lesser of two evils, so I decided to go with Trump instead of Hillary. And I'm like, are you guys that delusional and stupid? Like, do you not understand what just happened? Like, yeah. You're fucked. So, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's good that we said that we saw that happen. And once again, right before this episode started, uh, they had, uh, Omarosa was on C, uh, was on fucking CNN of all channels saying that, uh, she's, she's leaving the White House. And it's funny because, you know, Omarosa was made by the celebrity apprentice or, you know, the apprentice in general. That was before I went to celebrity apprentice. And, uh, you know, then Donald Trump, so Donald Trump helped make her, you know, the, who, who she is today, the fact we even know her name is because of The Apprentice. And quite frankly, I think even Donald Trump, I mean, of course, he, he's had, he was known way before The Apprentice, but I think The Apprentice put him in enough people's homes where it sort of made him more of a household name, made him more relatable, you know, before, before this presidency, you know, even I would make the joke, like, you fired, you know, you know, and of course he did, you know, stuff with WWE, um, but now that they got rid of Omarosa in the White House, it's sort of like Frankenstein's monster, it's sort of like, you helped create this monster, and now this monster's gonna come back and fucking <laughs> come choke you out, uh, you know, and I love it that she's, she's basically threatening that, uh, you know, oh, I saw things that made me uncomfortable, and, uh, oh, okay. All right. What's something going on now? Apparently the reason why, like, cause they were supposed to take a, they did vote and obviously they did that, but the reason why they paused in the vote was because it was a security concern. Uh Oh, so I guess people were outside like trying to break down the walls and shit or whatever. Oh, well, I mean, you know, 
I'm talking, dude. I, that's that's why I said to you, like, I'm surprised that nobody's like tried to revolution you know, it. <laughs> like, honestly, like, it's like this tax thing, you know. And th- this kind of goes into what the whole Alabama thing. The reason they wanted Doug Jones in is because they could have had another an extra vote to make sure they can get this tax law. <clears throat> and for oh. those of you that don't understand, was did the did the House and the Senate uh, uh, vote to get the taxes in? Yes. However, the way the process works is the House had a different tax plan. Mm-hmm. And the Senate came up with their own plan. So now what they had to do is they had to come to committee and figure out what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And the problem was is that um, they did do that. They came together. They found out what they needed to do. And apparently they have an agreement. But then I always I always laugh because they say it. And then they're like, there's some there's some small details to be, to be ironed out. Here's mm-hmm. the problem with the small details. It's the Susan Collins that's sitting there going. Uh, you still need to have a property tax thing in there. And there's these other senators that are like, no, 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 you need to do this for me. Here's the thing. They don't know if they have enough votes in the Senate to vote passes. The House, the House will get passed. It's, that, that's not a problem. It's, it's the Senate is where the problem is. And I guarantee you, I don't think it, I don't know if it's going to pass the Senate. I'm hoping it doesn't pass the Senate. But this is the tax thing, like, where it gets trickled <sighs> down. We're going to give corporations tax breaks and so, the middle class go, can go on fuck my, itself. On my personal, f- Facebook that kind of uh, that kind of says what this is about. And let me I have to find it real quick. But but this is like the much, one like you know they want to do the whole trickle down. Uh, so basically, you know, what happens? Fuck the is, little guy, sort of a. Basically, what happens is is that the uh, oh by the way we should talk the fact that um, this happened too. Great big story did a thing on Rochester, New York for the garbage plate. Mm-hmm. We should do that too. Or, that well, was a. Um, this is me talking about it. Here you go. <laughs> um, but so what happened was is they went before a when they were doing some kind of they were grilling somebody um, and basically oh is this it right here oh here it is um, so if let me see here let me see if I can get it right off of here a single mom working as a waitress in Rifle Rifle Colorado and we're just they're just whatever uh-huh. Middle America Middle America anywhere in America we'll just say that with two kids would receive nearly a thousand dollars less in child care credits. Than a U.S. senator with two kids in Washington under the GOP tax plan. So, and, um, let me see here. Riveting podcast. <laughs> so they would be making $33,000, $3,300 on two kids, a senator would. A, a mother would be making $1,000 per kid. And I can play this video, but I don't know if you want me to play it over No, that's, but... it's, a, it's basically, it's this, they want to vote a plan that's going to fuck the little guy. That's just, <laughs> can we just, can we now, just sum the, it up and say that, you know, we here, want to give corporations tax breaks and, well, and use so, trickle down on fucking economy? So here's economy. the only positive that came, and, and I see it as a little bit of a positive because this kind of benefits people that are, that are like under 18 that are getting into the force. So if, for example, <clears throat> you're, you're making under $19,000, I think is the number, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to pay any federal taxes. Okay. So I guess that's a positive, but it's like you can't, like, for example, I, I deduct student loan interest and I also deduct, um, for paying child support. Mm-hmm. I, there's actually a New York State thing for that. I don't know if that part is, is affected by this, but the other part, the, the student loan stuff, mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. And for anybody that goes to college now, if you go into graduate programs where you have to, where you get grants and shit, you have to pay that back. Oh. Or pay some, or pay a tax on it or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how, and, and every tax expert's out there saying, we don't, you, no, we're not gonna, you shouldn't be doing this. 
Mm-hmm. And there's even Republicans that are sitting here going, why are we doing this? You're going to hurt everybody. So, you know, I, I don't understand why we're having a conversation about taxes. Does the tax system need to be fixed? Yes. Does it need to be fixed the way that the Republicans are doing it? Because they're doing it in their self-interest. Are they doing it in the interest of fucking lobbyists who are paying... Well, you and, know, and it's actually, it's not even all that. Now it's because because they're losing so much in these local elections, and they can see what's about to happen. They just want to pass something to say, hey... We did something. Well, yeah, but you did something shitty. And there was somebody on CNN that, uh, um, uh, what was it? I think the, the vote was Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. Um, or Tuesday night. It was Tuesday night. And they said, they said, um, this was, I think it was a Republican strategist. And, and he said, he's like, I feel, I fear that my party is going to push through this tax plan so quickly. And if they do it, we're going to lose. We're going to lose big time in the, in the 2018 elections. Mm-hmm. Because we decided that we were going to push through something that just does not make sense. And they're not taking the time to have hearings. They're not taking the time to do anything. They just want to slam it through. See, here's the thing. Like, they always bring up this. And I think this is important to, to note as well. They always come up with this whole, well, Obamacare, they just forced that through. No, not quite. Not not really. They actually had hearings. Mm-hmm. There's actual things from CNN and from Fox News and from every every news organization that has video record of them doing hearings mm-hmm. about Obamacare before it was voted on. Now, obviously, did it come down to party lines and a couple of Republicans voted for it as well? Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, there were hearings on this. There were th- they, people talked about this. They took some Republican ideas and actually put it into the health care plan. Guess what? Oh, and let's let's add this to the, the equation, too, as well. When it went to the Supreme Court, a Republican judge was the decision, and he was the, was the reason why it, it stayed, and he actually made it a tax mm-hmm. that people it either to either A, you have the insurance and then you don't have to pay a tax, or B, you are required to pay a tax. Mm-hmm. So, and nothing like that's been been done with this Republican plan. That's why the health care plan fit. Yeah. But see, there was more, there was more, there was more people behind that. I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't care about tax. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. All right. <laughs> so I think with that, we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this. Movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. 
watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. All right, so let's go. I, it's usually the first part of the news. We talk about regular stuff, and then we can save the nerdy news. I don't have much of the nerdy news, so I guess we can go back to Let's uh, switch gears a little bit here. Um, the other day I went to this thing called an escape room. It was for, uh, it was, it was part of like a birthday party thing. Uh, you spent too much money. No, it's, it was 25 bucks. And, uh, you know, the, it was my coworker Austin. It was for like his birthday party. It was a, there's this thing called the, uh, an escape room. And the theme, <laughs> Paul, Paul just hates the idea of an escape room. I mean, I, I don't know about anybody else, but let me look in the camera. Any of you pay $25? Okay, twenty five dollars. You go into a room. It's sort of like, uh, you know, hey, look. If there's people out there who fucking drink beer or fucking pay money to go, like, it's like going to a movie, but I've got, you know, but it's an interactive deal. You go, you go into the room, and like in the one that we went to, you know, I, I signed like a disclosure agreement, so I'm not, supposed, I'm not gonna say give specifics, but you go into a room, and the theme of the room was Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes's library. You, you, you signed a dis- uh, what? Well, I guess they don't want you to tell people, like, about how to beat the puzzles and stuff like that. And, cause it's, it's like, it's like going, like, it's like spoiling a movie for somebody. You don't want to spoil it for them. What but- the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, okay, so if I go tell somebody how to, how to, how to solve it. Mm-hmm. Are they going to automatically come right back to me, and then they're going to sue me for that? I, oh, I, I mean, I, well, the point is, fuck it's that. there's these themed rooms, and I was doing a little research before uh, he. The place he <sighs> chose was the one that uh, had the Sherlock. The place we went to was a place called the Great Escapes, and uh, they have like three rooms in there. There's like Doctor. Uh, no, there's. I'm going to look. Sher- there's there's Sherlock Holmes. It library there's dr watson's lab and then there's a moriarty room and i get in that order they go from uh easy to hard and while you're in the room now the ones i was looking up you could have eight people but the place we were at there was uh you could have up to 10 people and it was like me austin his dad his brother his dad's wife so five of us in our team and our group and then there was like four other people that were that were, that came in from outside. You know, there were four people they were their own group of people. And you're in the room and once again I, I don't know what I can reveal and what I can't reveal but you you, you kind of search the room for clues 
and each clue has like a, a letter has a, has like a color assigned to it. So like you can find a blue clue, a red clue, a pink clue, an orange clue, whatever. You bring all the blue clues to one area, and then you kind of use them together, and that will help you solve a bigger puzzle. Which basically lets you, uh, it gives you, like, each puzzle will kind of give you like a four digit number and then use the four digit number to unlock a box. And then when you unlock the box, when you unlock all the boxes for each station, it helps you figure out even a bigger clue to help you quote unquote escape the room. And, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's giving enough out without, uh, without, uh, without kind of giving in, giving away what they were doing there. Um, we had a blast. We got out in 51 minutes. Like we, we had nine minutes left before, uh, we were, before the room would have been closed. Um, you know, I kind of stayed focused on one puzzle. I was off in the corner trying to figure out, uh, this one puzzle, uh, while other people were searching for clues and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I've seen ones where it's supposed to be, now they're not like horror themed. Like, you know, you, when I hear escape room, I think like, oh, it's like Saw or something like you're locked in a room or is something like that. in that building? Yeah, it's in that building. That's, okay. uh, um, I know where that is. Yeah, that's right off a of Culver on University. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the the one we went to in Great Escapes is sort of a, a business park. I mean, there's a lot of little, little like from the outside, it doesn't look like anything special. It just looks like a warehouse almost. But inside, it was a nice, uh, you know, the place looked uh, well made. The room itself was very like it was themed. Like it had like old school like bookshelves and globes and coat racks and an old school desks and stuff like that. So I I had a lot of fun uh, uh, doing it. Uh, we all kind of chipped in. You know, everyone kind of chipped in doing their part of uh, keeping the part of the escape room, like hel- helping out figure out their uh, puzzles in the escape room. And okay, it was twenty five dollars, and you kind of have fun. Like you know, I don't think twenty five dollars for an hour's worth of entertainment. You know, that's not bad. You know, it's like going to, it's like going to an interactive movie. You know, people pay twenty five dollars to go to fucking you go to you pay twenty five dollars at a restaurant, and what do you do with that? You you shit that food out later on. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a restaurant for your mind, you know, people, you know, if you went to, you know, go to fucking Dave and Buster's, the fucking video game place, you could spend $25 will not last you an hour, (laughs) Dave and Buster's, especially Dave and Buster's. Like if you went to a regular arcade, that's one thing. But as much as I love Dave and Buster's, you know, you could spend $5 on one game that lasts, you know, maybe five minutes, you know, so, you know, what you could probably, you could spend $25 in 25 minutes in fucking Dave and Buster's, at least... At least the escape room gives you an hour. You know, it's like, it's like an arcade. It's sort of, it's a themed room, uh, where you're going to. I've seen, like, the, when I was doing the research, uh, when he mentioned the escape room to me, I was looking up and there's like places like, the theme is like, you've been kidnapped and you're locked in the room and, you know, you have to figure out the, the puzzles in the room to help you escape the room. Or, you know, I mean, if they wanted to, they could do like a saw themed room, like, you know, <laughs> figure out the stuff, you know, cause if you don't escape the room an hour, the serial killer will come and get you or something like that. Um, so that, you know, I found it was very fun. And once again, we went to a place called Great Escapes. Um, and I think, you know, everybody, everybody in the room contributed just a little bit. Like you can't do it by yourself. So I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, once again, Last Jedi, going to go see it tonight. I'm super, super excited about it. You know, got my shirt. This was my black. I'm not trying to touch you, man. This was my. See, this is my. I don't want to be like. I don't want to be like Al Franken and look like I'm touching him, <laughs> even though I never touched him. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm still pissed off about that. I could have sworn I had that in my notes. I think my the phone got my computer got disconnected before I I had that in the notes. But what's that? About Al Franken resigning. But yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that another time. Um. Okay. So let's talk about something that's going on in my job right now. And it's funny because Paul's. 
one of Paul's jobs is down is close to where I currently work now, and it's funny because Paul. I know I know more than Chris does. It's hilarious. But yes, yeah, so here's the deal: at my job where I'm working at right now, I was hired as I was hired at my job from a temp agency. You know, I you know I I, I responded to an ad on Craigslist or whatever, and it was for the temp agency to hire people for my the company that I'm working at. So technically, I don't work for the company I'm working at. I work for the temp agency. When I get my check in the mail or, or when I whatever direct deposit, it comes from it comes from the temp agency, not from the place that hired me, not from the place that I'm actually working at. Now, pretty much everybody who works there has gone through this process where they're like, okay, you know, like uh, like Austin, uh, you know, my the other from the other show, um, like Austin was there for like a year under the temp agency. And then, then the main company hired him. And everyone kind of has a very similar story. And after me... Now, since I've started this job, we've I've had two people leave. I've had one guy get fired because he was a fucking idiot and he was doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Then I had one girl leave because um, she had gotten a better offer for another job. So, you know, so one left voluntarily, one was fired. So I'm like, all right, two spots are opening up. You know, I'm, I'm going to be next in line to fucking get a job here. And what happens... They hire two new guys that the company hires. And I guess the best way to put it is everybody who works there wears a blue badge. If you work for the temp agency, you wear a green, you get a green badge. So, Oh, I didn't know that. So now I know well, who's temp and who's not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're temp, huh? So like, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> so they hired these two new guys that are blue badges. And I'm like, I thought I was fucking next in line, you know. Uh, to get to get hired, at least for on my shift. So, I spoke to the guys, and they're nice gentlemen. Uh, you know, I mean, this is not a factor at all. Ne- neither one of these two gentlemen were born in this country. <laughs> but you know, uh, let's. I'll leave it at that. But it turns out that the company wants to be diverse. Both, <laughs> both the night shift. That I, I work the afternoon shift. Both the night shift and the day shift. Supervisors come from this other company here in Rochester, and and you know I'll just use a number, but uh, you know let's just say hypothetically these supervisors have worked at this other company for ten years, and I'm just throwing that number out there. Now, using real numbers, one of the guys I spoke to said he's worked at that other company for eight years, and he's worked with that supervisor for eight years, and that's the actual number that the guy gave me that he was there for eight years. And, you know, I don't know about the other guy. But both of the guys seem pretty cool. I'm, I was kind of pissed at them. Like, you guys are taking my fucking... They took our jobs, you know. But um, I can't be mad at them because I'm not, I'm not in charge of hiring. They're not in charge of hiring. Their old supervisor came to them and said, Hey, would you like to come over to this company? We can hire you and, and give you... I don't know if it's a raise or not. But, you know... So I'm kind of pissed that they kind of hired these two guys off the street. But then again, they're not really off the street. The supervisors have known these guys for at least eight years from another company. So I'm pissed, but like I could kind of like justify it in my head. And maybe it's just me being like, maybe I, I'm justifying it more than I should. I should be fucking, you know, really pissed off and trying to burn the fucking place down. Um, now I, I contacted someone, you know, in training and she kind of let me know. She's like, well, you know, I got orientation for two more people. So I'm like, okay. And then she's like, well, if you want to apply, apply at the site. And I'm kind of pissed off because, like, even my super, you would think my supervisor would say, hey, Chris, we're hiring from the site now. Go apply at the site. 
you know, I thought it was me automatically, like everybody else who fucking works there, they would say, okay, you know, we'll, we're going to hire you next, or whatever the case may be. You know, or at the very least, if you're going to hire from the site, say, okay, Chris, go to the site and reapply, because if you want to work here, that's what you got to do. I'm kind of pissed off that no one's giving me a fucking heads up. And, uh, you know, and also, also the little part of me in the back of my head is the word, like, maybe they don't want to hire me. <laughs> maybe they're going to let me go, which well, I doubt, because I'm a good worker there. I'm a team member, you know, I, I haven't had latenesses, you know. So, so it, it has nothing to do with that, honestly. I mean, it, they're kind of fucking over their regular workforce, too, because they're paying those people more than... Those those two people are getting paid more than the actual workers that have blue passes, that are not temp workers. So, you know, and also, well, they, they've gone to HR, so... Yeah, and this is that's what Paul's that's what Paul's heard. The yeah, grapevine, I, and and I know I know for a fact that they're because they found the ad, which I don't know. Apparently, it was kind of hidden, uh-huh. as from what I'm hearing. Um, HR's kind of fucked at the moment, so um, I would say that you don't. I, I wouldn't be in. I wouldn't be too concerned about you not about you personally. Mm-hmm. I would consider you know. I think the only problem that I see, and I think it may happen with just workers that are not even temp, I think that'll happen too to them. That some of them may, may get fired because they have to increase the wage because you know all these people are bitching. I mean, yeah. what the, I'm not going to say how much that those guys are making because I know how much they're making. But the thing is, is they're the everybody else, including Chris, are making less than them, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. Now, what happened was, is like I went. Now, of course, when I applied for the job, and I'm not going to give specific numbers, I had asked for X amount of dollars an hour. And they said, you know what? We're not going to give you that. We're going to give you less. But the kind of the carrot that they dangled in front of me is, well, here's what we're going to give you, but when we hire you permanent, we're going to raise. So it's sort of like, it's sort of dangling the carrot. It's sort of like, you know, be a good boy, behave yourself, and when we do make you permanent, you're going to get a raise. And from what I understand, from what my other co-workers have said... But, but fuck you, we're going to hire two... <laughs> that's the whole thing. But then we're going to hire two brand new guys. Or not, once again, not that's brand so new, but to the company brand new guys. And we're going to give them... Because what they're making is... Shit, if I was to get that kind of raise to what they're making... <laughs> you know, and, I'm, and, you know, and I understand, look, I don't have eight years of manufacturing experience like they do. You know, or, 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 you know, packaging experience or manufacturing or whatever. And that's what kills me is that both those guys... Now, I work in the packaging area, and I think they both come from manufacturing. They don't want to be in packaging. They both want to be in manufacturing. So they're going to jump ship. Like, they're going to leave our department to the other department. I mean, not that they're leaving the company, but they don't want to be where they are right now. They want to be in the manufacturing department. And so sort of like, you know, here I am. I'm here. <laughs> Waving my fucking hands. You know, you guys going to hire me or what? You know, permanent. And and so, like, I'm, I'm pissed, but I'm also sort of like saying, just give it some time. All Another right. breaking news. It just came up on my phone. Uh-huh. Uh, Rubio is against the, the tax plan unless they give more tax. Remember, I was just talking about the child tax credit. Uh-huh. Unless they, they increase that for lower income people, he's a no. Okay. So now that's two because the other guy, the other guy's not going to vote for it anyways because it, it hurts the deficit. So pretty much, if they lose one more vote, they're fucked. Ah. Okay. So that's some good news. Very good news. Sorry, I keep interrupting. And uh, so you know, I mean, maybe. That? So I've been like, 
I'm sort of like, maybe I should just give it time, be patient, and I'll I get eventually dude, hired. I, I'm going to be honest with you, like, from what you told me before, and I and I even asked the, the one guy that comes in all the time, I was like, but don't, I was like, but they're not going to, I mean, you know, you were telling me, I said to him, I was like, you had told me the temps are there for, like, long periods of time anyways. He's like, yeah, that, that happens all the time, so he probably has nothing to worry about, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, everybody else there who are permanents now at one point were temps, but they're like, shit, I had to work a year. You know, I had to earn my, I had to pay my dues for a That's year. That's why HR is in trouble, and they're probably, something's going to end up happening where they're going to end up giving people more money, but yeah, we'll see what it's happens. Like, you know, like, I fucking paid my dues, and you're just going to hire these guys off the street, even though, once again, they're not technically off the street. The supervisors who hired them worked with these guys for, like, eight years at another company. You know, and then I'm like, hey, if they let me go, at least there's I know there's positions open at the other co- <laughs> at the other company. Um, okay, so what else do we got here? Um, there was a pipe bomb in New York City. A guy with a pipe bomb, terrorist attack, and uh, I had kind of put that in my Facebook, where it's sort of like all these people, everybody's like. Oh, you know, prayers for New York, and I hope everyone's okay. And you know, and because obviously, a lot of people on my Facebook page are people that I grew up with. None of us could afford to live in New York City anymore, and it's sort of like, uh, I hope everyone's okay. And then, like, the people who actually live in New York City is like, man, fucking hope it doesn't delay the trains because, <laughs> like, motherfucker, I saw that. I was laughing know, my ass. You know, and there are literal well, tweets about that, like people are like, oh, that fucking guy made my train forty six minutes late or something yeah. like that. It's like people don't give. It's you know how New Yorkers were. New Yorkers, people who live in New York City, are so fucking used to like terrorism and shit. Well, didn't somebody like when we were down there for New York Comic Con? Like, didn't somebody commit suicide on one? Or we thought somebody commit suicide on one of the tracks? Yeah. Well, we were on a train. It was a big. There was a long delay on the train that we were was. But um, I have a friend who's a with the technical. Well, one of the names are is they call motorman, like the person. They're they're not the person who actually drives the train. They're the one in the middle because there's there's like two people that quote unquote drive the train. They're like in the middle, so I think they're called the, the what first. Is the middle one. Doing? The person in the front is a conductor. The one in the middle, like they keep they look out the window and they make sure all all the doors are clear before it's closed and like okay. in case in case something does happen to the conductor, they can they're like a co-pilot. They can go up to the front and run the track train and shit like that. So I the person in the front, I could be wrong. I, this called a conductor. The person in the middle is a motorman. This is a friend of mine, uh, and they said they don't publicize it, but they said like every single day someone commits suicide on the subway. Like every single day, someone's jumping in front of a train. <laughs> it's just a normal fuck. Like you know, it, it's it's weird when someone doesn't jump in front of the tracks on a daily basis. I mean, think about it. What is that? Eleven million people on a fucking little island? You know? Well, I mean, yeah. Know. But how do you? But see, here's my other question. How the fuck do you do that when... I mean, they must do it just as the train's coming in to stop. Mm-hmm. But, like, you go to the front of the train, it's right there on the edge, and then the back of the train is right there on the edge. So it's like, there's no way that you could step in front of it. So they would literally have to be waiting for the train to come and then step in front of the train. Yeah, I mean, do, you want to go, you want to go. <laughs> when it's time to go, it's time to go. You know, uh, or, you know, I mean, if there's, you know, there's accidents, people fall into the tracks, people, some people, maybe some people get pushed into the tracks. Uh, you know, there, I mean, and there are people who walk in between, in between stations. You know, there, yeah. there, are, there are homeless people who live in the track. So, uh, you know, and she says every, I mean, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be a suicide. It could be just an asshole not paying attention or, or maybe who's someone who wants to commit suicide, but they're not doing it at the station. They're walking in between the tracks. Cause think about it. If you jump, 
If you stand in front of the train at the train station before, way before the train gets there, someone's going to try to rescue you or call the cops or whatever. Isn't, it, isn't that electric? Isn't the the tracks electric? Uh, the the electric third car? rail, not not the two main rails. There's a third rail that's up against the back wall. Oh, okay. That's like that's where the train gets electricity. Because I, I I I if I remember in Atlanta there they the, the there was a sign that said you know stay away from the rails they're electrified. So I was kind of like so. All the rails are electrified, so maybe maybe theirs are, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean everywhere's a little different, yeah. but yeah, in, in New York City it's the third rail. And like if you look down, you see the regular tracks and there's like a third one that's up against the wall, but that's sort of like if you touch that, that's it, you're you're fucked. <laughs> you touch it, that's the last thing you'll ever do alive. Um so uh, you know, when we were in New York City, we were stuck on a train, and I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone fucking jumped the front of the train in front of us. Um it also didn't help that they shut down trains either, so... Yeah, that whole still weekend... Still my fucking... I still don't understand, like, where the hell you have the biggest con in your city going on. And your thought process is, oh, well, this is a perfect uh, weekend to take down two trains. I'm sitting here going, I don't fucking understand you. Yeah, and, and speaking <sighs> of something that you posted um, earlier this year... New York, uh, San Diego Comic Con sued another Comic Con for the phrase Comic Con. Okay, so this is, this is something and, and that. San, like, San Diego Comic Con is claiming to own the name Comic Con and no one else can use. So, as everybody knows, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of cons. Yeah. Not just not, so the, the con that's, that is defending their rights is called, uh, Salt Lake. Salt Lake City Comic Con or something like that? Salt Lake Comic Con or Salt Lake City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're a big comic con. They do a lot of business. Um, and basically San Diego sued them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't understand. Well, no, I think, I, no, I guess, I think they I sued them for the term comic con. Right, I mean, and, and I don't, I don't understand why they sued just them and not like New York Comic Con or whoever else. But, well, also I think it's, I, I and you know, and this is me totally speculating. I'm 99.9% sure that Reed Pop, you know, Owns New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con. Okay. So I, th- I and once again, I, either they have a vested interest or they own it or whatever. So I think them going after Salt Lake City because I think Salt Lake City isn't a Reed Pop comic. You know, it's not organized or whatever, or licensed by Reed Pop. I could be wrong. And once again, Reed Pop, they're the, they're the wonderful people who get us our, our passes every year, and I love them and God bless well, them. I mean, but I, mean, I, I think it's one of those deals where I think. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's they're not playing by the big boys' rules, so now the big boys are going to come after them. Well, I mean, okay, so for example, like, and here I'm just in spec- speculating, totally speculating. Here in Rochester, there's a con called Flower City Comic Con. They're relatively new, mm-hmm. so I mean, I they, I don't think they're really on San Diego or New York's radar, but it it, it begs the question. It's a very it's a very talked about subject now mm-hmm. in the in the not only just comic-con um not just in the comic-con like kind of stage where people you know marvel and other it's also anime because anime is now fully involved in this comic-con thing as well because mm-hmm. these comic-cons aren't stupid if they bring anime in i mean look at what if they put funimation in a room and it sells out like mm-hmm. sells out and you don't have any room in there so i mean i mean they're not stupid so i mean the it's kind of something that people that are trying to start their own cons or People that have their own cons and have, that use Comic Con as, as part of their phrase are keeping an eye on because okay, so what you're saying is is San Diego Comic Con owns the phrase Comic Con, or at least a judge has said that so far. Obviously, they're gonna they're gonna appeal that to the Ninth District Court, and then I'm I'm a, I'm almost certain that if they if it doesn't pass that, if they hold up the decision, it'll probably go to the Supreme Court. This will be an interesting case too. Um, I don't know if they can own the term Comic Con. I don't yeah, know. that's a, yeah, that's 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 a weird like you can't. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of what would be the equivalent of other businesses. Like, you know, you can't own a phrase, you know, or, yeah. or you know, you can't own, I'm trying to think of, you know, like if, like if someone said, you, you know, like if, like hypothetically, like like if McDonald's said, we own the term fast food and you can't call yourself a fast food restaurant. It's like, and okay, fine. You know, you may have been the first one, but like it, you've let it ride for so long that now all of a sudden you want to fucking, you know, cop a plea with, you know, saying that you own this phrase. You know, and because once again, like a Flower City Comic Con for up here in Rochester, that's that's small fucking that's small potatoes. They don't care. Um, you know, the two other big kind of anime, you know, MomoCon and Dragon Con, they they don't use Comic Con in the name, so they're good. You know, so they they'll be all right. Um, but you know, Dragon Con's more of the South. New York Comic Con's in the Northeast. Uh, you know, San Diego is the West Coast. You know, Salt Lake City. You know, Utah, you know, that's a big community. Like Utah, you know, you got Salt Lake City, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a big giant Mormon community, but you know, shit, Mormons spend money too, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, that for that yeah, area. Yeah, so the, the exact lawsuit is, is San, San Diego Comic Con has sued Salt Lake Comic Con, accusing of it, accusing it of infringing on its copyright, copyrights by using the term Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake Comic Con has pushed back, pointing out other events use this word. In a separate order, Friday issued by whatever. Um, you let them use it. <laughs> so that's what's going on there saying. Basically. We want your money. Don't worry about those other people. <laughs> I mean, so basically, like, they're not supposed to be using it. Um, actually, you know what? That's, that's a good question. I'm going to look that up right now. And see if they are owned. Yeah, I, have a, I, have a, I have a strong, because it's not, Reed Pop isn't going to turn against itself. I bet since, like, New York Comic Con is Reed Pop and San Diego Comic Con is Reed Pop. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that, you know, Salt Lake City tried to do its own thing. I'm like, what, what, what? You want to be Reed Pop? And they're like, no, we'll do our own thing. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, fuck you. We're going <laughs> to. And once again, well, I'm, I'm I, all right love now. and respect to the Reed Pop people because they're the ones that give us our, our, our passes each year. Um, but while you look that up, I guess, you know, um, what else I have in my notes? Uh, they're, you know, they've been making huge strides in the PlayStation, uh, virtual reality, uh, game market. Um, and long story short, someone had, uh, you know, they, they had just released Skyrim VR, which, you know, I started playing Skyrim for the PlayStation 3, uh, on Black Friday. I bought it for 15 bucks for the PlayStation 4. You're, you, there's a workaround where you could kind of, from what I understand, you could save your character from Skyrim 3 and bring it to Skyrim 4, except that I have Skyrim 3, the game of the year edition, and it won't go over to standard Skyrim 4. So I have to may have to start from the beginning, but Skyrim is a game that has no end. So I have to start from the beginning. But with the Skyrim Four, they have it in VR now, which is all fine and good. And that was made by Bethesda. I'm waiting for them to do Fallout VR because I think I will fucking have to quit my job and live in my underwear because I think once they make once they make Fallout VR, everybody would die if you did that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave my house. I'm not gonna have reasons to leave my house. Um, I don't see anything about Reed Pop, but and once again, um, that's me totally speculating when I say to they Reed do Pop have too. they do uh, they do do stuff with uh, they own WonderCon too. Oh, okay, San Wonder. Diego does. So um, I don't know. It doesn't say anything about that. Um, so I mean, that's that's, see, that's the other thing that's going to be interesting. But I don't think. See, here's the thing. I think what they're doing. I, I think what if I were if I were to put my lawyer hat on 
or my intelligent hat on and be like, okay, why would they be doing this? What they may do if they're not affiliated, which they, they gotta be somehow affiliated. I can't see that not happening. Um, they may be doing this to Salt Lake Comic Con so that way they can go after a con like New York Comic Con and be like, see, we own the rights to that. They can't have that. You know what I mean? That would be interesting. Starting with the small fish first? Yeah, that would be interesting. Setting a precedent? So. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. We can, we can, we can wait and see. Once again, I, I just have a feeling that since New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con come from the same family, you know, I think they're, they're spanking Salt Lake City for, a Salt yeah. Lake Comic Con for being a little different. Um, I guess the last topic I have on the list is the disaster artist. So last week. Didn't see it. It's not bad. It's it's not bad. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Was there a lot of people when you watched it? Um, yeah, when I went, I saw it Saturday like at 2 o'clock. And the theater was... And I saw it... I didn't go to one of Paul's theaters. But it was because it was closer to, to um, Austin's house. We went, went to go see... It was at the AMC in Webster. So it was like a... Right. You know, the... Uh, That's the, one of the theaters that has it. The... Um, luxury seating. Luxury seating. And it was a full house. I mean, it was pretty much... I mean, it wasn't like packed. But I mean, it was enough room where... Like, when it came for us to choose a seat, we kind of like, okay, you know, all right, we found, you know, we found decent seats, but, I mean, a lot of, pretty much most of the seats were taken. Um, it was pretty funny. You know, it's funny because, you know, it, it's, it's so weird that, well, like, two, three years ago, we had the interview, you know, like, if it wasn't for the interview, we wouldn't have, like, the Sony deal and, and stuff like that, like, how the interview sort of uh, got that ball rolling. And, you know, and here we are, like, two years later or three years later uh, with another James Franco, Seth Rogen movie. Uh, and it's weird because, like, I don't want to say I don't want to say it was better than interview, but I think it was. <laughs> you know, saying like, you know, the interview was funny. Um, this, especially the fact that this was sort of based on a real character, a, a real stuff that happened. Now, I still haven't seen the room, and I refuse to see the room. I like, I'm, I'm like, you're I not hate, missing anything good. Don't worry. Saying, I hate people like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's so, it's so bad. It's good. I hate, I fucking hate that phrase. Um, but with that being said, I'm like, okay, uh, I didn't see the room, but I will, you know, I'll see the disaster artist. I think, you know, I mean, obviously the big jokes, the, you know, the big jokes, the guy has like a funny accent, but he won't, who doesn't let people know how old he is. He doesn't let people know what country he came from. And he doesn't let people know how he got the money to make the movie. Like those are big secrets, but yet he has tons of money or whatever. So, um, they kind of play on that. They make fun of him without, but it's not like insulting to him. You know, it's just sort of like here's a guy. James Franco did a good job because they did they did a comparison of how he did it in the room, and it's pretty much dead on. Yeah, when you're right before, like actually, like while the credits are rolling, they do side by side scenes, yeah. and it's like to the fucking like cut exactly. You know, and like, and I don't. They weren't. The funny thing about the movie is that they weren't making fun of Tommy Wiseau. It's you know, it's not like, haha, look at this funny guy, and you know, let's let's shit on his dreams. It's sort of like, here's a guy who really tried to do something, who really wanted to be famous, and it sort of ended up with him being famous. So, uh, you know, it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, I mean, it is sort of like, hey, follow your dreams, you know, try to follow your dreams, but who knows, you might make yourself famous. So, um, by the yeah. way, by the way. Side note, mm-hmm. Adult Swim would play that. They played it for like two or three years as the as the April Fool's joke. 2012, uh-huh. which obviously was the April Fool's joke of Toonami, uh-huh. they uh, they started it out like it was going to be the room, uh-huh. and then it actually switches to <laughs> it switches to Toonami. So that's that's Toonami's little connection with the room. Oh, okay. So, and by the way, a lot of people went. Thank you, God. Something else in the room. Because <laughs> it, uh, people do not. There are a lot of people that do not like the room. There's a lot of people like myself that don't think that. And there again, I've been with Adult Swim since 
I've been, you know, watching Adult Swim since it first came on. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of us think that, why is there live-action stuff on there? Mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be live-action stuff. However, a lot of that shit, unfortunately, does well. So it's like, how, what do I say? Like, oh, this Emmy Award-winning, like, um, Children's Hospital. Huh. It's won, like, awards. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I guess I can't say anything about that. But the rest of it, get the fuck off yeah. Adult Because it costs 15 bucks to make, you know? Like... You know, you got a you got a bunch of people who do improv on a set. Let them um, make what's jokes. What's his name there? Uh, he was in Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, he has his own show that pops up every once oh, in a Steve while. Steve Brule. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the the character's name is Steve Brule. Um, um, yeah. I mean, like guys like that. I mean, so the thing, those shows cost fifteen dollars to make because they go and they get real people on the street, and he acts he acts like a fucking idiot. Then, then other people react, and then they, then they get to be okay. You want to be on TV? We'll sign off this release or whatever. And then you know they make you know, and it's fifteen minutes for a show. So, like I said, the shows cost twenty bucks to make. So that's you know, unfortunately, it makes probably it's financially uh, just makes sense. But I think we're going to wrap it up unless there's anything else you want to wrap. No, so that's what she said. We're gonna wrap it up. That's what she said. Uh, please visit two strangers one podcast.net where you can find things, all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes page, uh, for your iPhone, your iPad, or iPod. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can find us on the Stitcher app for Android devices. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Um, and for both Android and iPhone, you can find us on actually our hosting site, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, once again, and I try to, to make the, I make sure each of the episodes are downloadable. Now back to the Stitcher app. I always forgot. I forget my little spiel there. Um, every podcast worth listening to, you know, uh, Kevin Smith's Modcast, Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist, This American Life, uh, Adam Carolla, um, all those guys. And of course, Paul's other baby, the Tsunami Faithful Podcast mm-hmm. are all available on the Stitcher app. I use the listen later option and available offline option. So while I'm in a Wi-Fi spot, I can get all the episodes that I want. Then uh, go over and listen to them later without killing my battery or my data. Uh, let me see what else. If you want to write us, you can write us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. I totally forgot to bring it up, which I'm going to be doing right now, bringing it up to see if anybody has written us any email in the past week. Um, we want your money. We need your money. But if we can't get a dime out of you, the least you can do is like and share us on Facebook, facebook.com slash two strangers one podcast. Like this particular episode, like the episode, like this page. Do, you know, once again, just let your friends and uh, family know because we've taken ever, ever since Paul updated his website, we've gotten a real big hit. (laughs) Ever since you updated Geeky Inc., uh, sort of the, the, the page, sort of, uh, our numbers have, 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 dropped significantly so uh if any any reason to get the word well, out so what happened with that real quick is i we've been moving people wanted us to start putting anime reviews uh-huh. on to so that's what we're doing right now so it may be there might be a down tick but there's going to be movie reviews on there and whatnot and if somebody's Somebody sitting next to me actually does DC reviews for once. Maybe maybe those could go up there too. If I got a DC movie, or well, if you had any time. Yeah, well, you know, you still haven't gotten your, uh, you still haven't gotten the Batman versus Two Face. Right? I never got it. Never got it, and I emailed them too. Wow. And, I, and the funny thing is, I I actually I just got I just fucking I went out and I just bought it. 
Um, so but you could I, still review it. So I could still it. technically review it, yeah. I'm sorry, and I'm still waiting for the email thing. I'm still waiting for email to call. That's once again, this is why I need a new computer because the, the email, the, my computer is just ridiculously slow. Um, let me see what else. Uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, email, Facebook. We're on. <laughs> or, or, this is what happens when you can't, you can't remember stuff. So. We're on Twitter. Um, yeah. It just happened. No, that's just me opening the, uh, oh. I was opening the browser. Jesus just, Christ, you're just, like scaring me. Just took forever for the browser to come up. Uh, that's it. I can't, I'm trying to think of anything else. I know why that's doing oh. that, but I'm not going to say this live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, you could also look up our videos, uh, our, anything on, on iTunes or Stitcher or any of that. All of those only go back for the past year or so. If you want to see and listen to the first five years of Two Strangers One Podcast, um, you can, uh, find us on YouTube. Just search for Two Strangers One Podcast. Uh, while you're looking up the videos, looking up old podcasts, you could also see uh, my Stranger Vlogs, which I've recorded like two Stranger Vlogs I just haven't had a chance to produce yet. Uh, I recorded the video, I just haven't uh, put in the beginning and the end and uploaded them. Uh, you can find my audiobook, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, also on our uh, Two Strangers One podcast page. And I think that's about it before anything else. But I acquiesce the floor to you, sir. All right, well, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can ask me questions, ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. Uh, you can obviously hear me on the other podcast, Tsunami Faithful. And uh, it's Paul Pascrillo at TunamiFaithful.com. And let me know if you have any questions, Tsunami related or Two Strangers related. And that's about it. All right, so once again, this computer is being ridiculously slow. And Paul's going to say it's because I, Paul says I download a lot of porn on it, I bet. Uh <laughs> But, uh, okay, we certainly hope you guys had as much fun rec- listening as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fappy. All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee. But it is spelled C O L O N. Him punny. But. (laughs) (laughs) Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialist, Lynette. Oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in Lotto history. Much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her. Fucking, she's impressed. I am. Summer, she got some summer reading. Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. (laughs) This is way more original than Clerks.
This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www dot Lulu dot com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only five bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.